This episode of the Coaching Cars podcast is brought to you in partnership with the brilliant Soulfully Single, founded by Julie Wilde. Soulfully Single is the supportive, fun and empowering community for sociable singles who want to grow in confidence, reconnect with themselves and others and use their single time to be the next best version of themselves. Soulfully Single aims to ease loneliness through community, connection and personal growth. So if you find yourself recently single or know someone who is, head over to www.soulfullysingle.co.uk to download a free workbook to help you heal and move on after the end of a relationship or join one of the feel-good monthly coffee meetups. Hello, I'm Susie. And I'm Lisa. And this is The Coaching Cast. We are the No Nonsense Podcast, chatting about the things impacting you at work right now, helping you to survive and thrive in today's workplace. We discuss different topics each episode, sharing our ideas, hints and top tips from our experience of working in the corporate world, running our own businesses and also being qualified coaches. We also tried to have a few laughs along the way too, because taking yourself too seriously, well, it's just boring. We hope you enjoy listening. Today's episode is a little different from usual. It's our festive special. We're going to be getting into the holiday spirit on the coaching cast, sprinkling some laughter seasonal cheer alongside a sleigh bell or two. <laughs> stay with us and enjoy! So Lisa, tell me about that festive attire you've got on there. What is that hat? Is that a roast dinner on a hat? It is a full-on turkey roast dinner with all the trimmings. It's amazing. I've got sprouts, I've got carrots. I've even got, these are supposed to be pigs in blankets. They look like oh, little candy canes, but they're actually they pigs in blankets. Yeah. And my peas. And obviously the piece de resistance, the turkey. It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? That's so good. <laughs> what a, an accessory, a festive accessory right there. I know. I absolutely love it. It's it's brilliant. I mean, yeah. It's so, yeah, it's fantastic. I love my, my Christmas dinner as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't got my festive jumper on this year because I felt like, you know, all the focus had to really be centered onto the oh. incredible head headwear. I mean, it's quite a centerpiece, it that's is. for sure. I, I believe it sure. is. I'm glad you appreciate it. I'm very I'm very happy with it. Yeah. What about I yourself? Absolutely I love it. I don't think if anyone's watching the coasting cars, they can appreciate it. Sit back because we can't quite see. Okay. There it is. Beautiful. I'm loving the sequins, especially on the jumper as well. Yeah, so I'm wearing a sequined Christmas festive jumper. I've got another jumper, which is also very sequin heavy on the Christmas situation. But I wore that last year in our Christmas special. I love the fact you got two. Yeah, I've got two guys. So I'm just going to mix it up. So yeah, I wore (laughs) the other one today. Um, And also on my head, I've got some Santa hats. (laughs) Susan's Santa hats. They're very Um, cute. As a little headband that I've got over my headphones. So I've got my Santa sleigh bells as well. Let's just give them a little. Oh, you can hear them, Suze. Put them up to the mic. No, we still can't hear them. I don't know why they don't. 
got through. You can't hear them on the. You can't hear them on the mic. I don't know why they don't get. They don't pick up. Maybe they're like. Maybe the shrillness or the pitch is like the microphone's like nah, not carrying that through. But, I mean, I bought these specially. What do you oh mean you no! Every time, oh. every now and then, you get like this little chink, but it's not particularly loud. What a letdown! I actually thought your sleigh bells were broken. So. <laughs> No, the sleigh bells are fully functioning this end. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I'm, glad you, you. I'm glad you're enjoying them. I'm yeah. having a great time. Ching, ching, um, ching, 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 so that's my sleigh bell impression. We'll need to bleep in some like sleigh bells. <laughs> okay. I'll try and work magic on the edit. <laughs> so like, if I can add in some sleigh bells, I will do. So yeah, this is our holiday special. So this is our little um, festive uh, special episode. So before we get into it, um, let's talk a little bit more about the holidays. So what's your favourite thing about the holiday season, Lisa? I have always loved the build-up to Christmas. (laughs) Yes! I think most people do, don't they? Who loves actually Christmas Day? I mean, I do enjoy Christmas Day, but I mean, I'm sure like many of us, it's a tense day, like tense. It's tense and intense. But I love the build-up. I love everything about what happens through the month of December because it's the anticipation of the day, which is kind of ironic. It's like the anticipation is there as we build up, as we collect gifts and we attend all the events that happen and you see the lights and I love Christmas lights and I love all the festivities that build up and I've always loved the socialising around Christmas and it all builds up to this day that nearly all of us as adults now know is a bit much and <laughs> that we're all and it's like isn't that a funny like even yeah. every year it happens to me I think where I'm like I'm having a great time this is great and it's all building and then Christmas day is always just such an intensity of like get the dinner organized make sure everything's great make sure everyone gets on have we got everything did everyone like their presents what am I wearing you know who's hosting if if you are the host you know is everything sorted it's just it's madness I don't know a single person really that goes on about how much they love the day itself they all yeah because I mean I think my favorite day is Christmas Eve I just love Christmas Eve I love everything about Christmas Eve but yeah Christmas Day is a bit much and then it is my birthday on the 27th of December so anyone who knows me knows that I turn into such a brat on my birthday um because I don't enjoy it at all um not a fan no I don't enjoy it um and it is because it's always felt like it's been shoehorned in to the end of the year and that there's not really any room for it and I think it's also because I find Christmas so a bit much so I'm like everyone else by the 27th of December I'm bloated I'm severely hungover (laughs) I'm massively dehydrated and probably have liver pain so like I don't particularly <laughs> want to do it all again on the 27th either so you know it's like I don't feel my best on my birthday I think that's probably it yeah. I never feel my best on my birthday so that doesn't help with, help with the mood um especially because this year is the big 4-0 so like I'm, I'm turning 40 <laughs> this year which I can't really get my head around and I thought this year I was doing a really good job of being open-minded about turning 40 and actually what I've come to realize is I've just stuck my head in the sand and pretending it's not happening which is not the same thing that's avoidance (laughs) so actually it was someone um I was speaking to last week who is also turning 40 but not till July next year 
you know, it's that age old. We would have been in the same school year. Yeah. How the tables have turned because I am no longer the smug one who's celebrating the fact that they're older first and can hop down to the pub. <laughs> I'm now whinging that they've got a whole pretty much year before me, before they turn 40. But they've got lots of plans for their 40th and they were inspiring me about how I need to make more of it this year. So, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a milestone that we are privileged to get quite. to. And as my best friend Siobhan sure. says getting old is the goal and she gave that to me last year when I was starting to already feel nervous about turning 40 <laughs> this is what I mean I was 38 um so yeah I've started to think a bit more carefully about how am I going to celebrate 2024 as my 40th year and that's the other thing I'm acknowledging that it's not just about the 27th of December that yeah. I can carry on ce- the celebrations into next year so yeah, but what about you? What do you love most about this time of year? What's your favourite bit? Well, actually, I have to say the same as you. Um, and we haven't prepped this, <laughs> but it is the same. It's that build up, the twinkly lights. I think the magic of that month, and especially of Christmas Eve, um, that kind of sn- like everyone being really cozy and kind of snuggly inside with lots of blankets and twinkling lights and like yep. a fire roaring somewhere um watching christmas films eating kind of food that you wouldn't normally eat throughout the rest of the year so yeah i think it's that kind of real kind of slow down and and actually i think nature reflects that as well and i i over the last few years i think started to appreciate how like nature changes a little bit more over the year and into the seasons and i think for Christmas as well there's something I really enjoy about like a wintry walk and especially on Christmas day and that kind of um being outside and it's quite you know cold and maybe a little bit bleak and then you come inside and then it's the opposite of that like I really love that kind of like change yeah um and that kind of difference so yeah, I just love the whole thing about it. Um, I'm really excited to um, get into the build-up and onto the big day. The big day itself, yeah, I'm the same. I'm, it's it's not like as exciting, but I've got a child now, so it's different. Like he's I was about the, to say, he's at the age now where different. we've been talking about Christmas since Halloween, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's onto it already. It's like onto the next thing. He's already like, why have we not got the tree up? Why? Like he was watching Shaun the Sheep Christmas like six weeks ago. Like he's fully embraced onto the festive season. That's for sure. And that um, is where like, you know, the power of advertising and, and the retail <laughs> sector, because they've uh, totally, they've totally uh, yeah. hooked Arthur in as they totally. do all kids, I yeah, think. But I do sure. think having a child definitely you know, makes a difference because you can get involved so much more in the real, true, fun, naivety of Christmas, which we all got to benefit from as a ch- as children yeah. and we don't normally have. I mean, the other thing we haven't mentioned, I mean, you've obviously decked yourself out in sequins, but this is the other reason this t- time of the year is so great. Sequins. An excuse to wear velvet everything. I'm obsessed with velvet. Oh. I love a velvet anything. So Ooh, I, bougie. I know. I, I do love a bit of velvet. So yeah, um, my velvet black two piece comes out for its one outing of the year because it oh. never feels appropriate really to wear it any other time of the year. It's not the sort of thing you wear in the middle of the summer. Well, actually you could in this country because it's always freezing, but generally no. So I've actually, I can't wait to wear my little velvet two piece. So I'm already thinking about it. Um <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's those types of things. You can wear loads of glitz at this time of year. Yeah, love a bit I love of a bit of, love love a bit of glitz. glitz. Love, love a, a bit sequin. of sparkle. I wore a sparkly like, jumper out last night. I was like, fabulous. I love it. 
I love a hat as well. Like oh, I love. I'm obsessed um, with bobble hats. A bobble hat, or even like a nice fedora hat. I love. Oh, a hat you look situation. nice in those kind of things. I look a little bit odd in a fedora. It's something about the glasses combo. I look yeah. more like I'm about to go on some sort of archaeological dig. <laughs> Whereas I think you look like you're off to Cheltenham races. I've seen you in Cheltenham races, your photographs looking fabulous in a fedora. I think I look like, yeah, I'm about to go on an archaeological dig. It's not for me. I also, look, I also look like my dad because my dad loves a hat and he particularly likes, I don't know what you call it. It's not a fedora. They probably look more like the sort of hat that maybe Mick Dundee wore in Crocodile Dundee, okay, one of my I'm all-time favourite films. Mm-hmm. He tends to wear those. So if I suddenly put a hat on, I just look like Robin Terry. Now that's no oh, disrespect yeah. to my dad, who I adore. Yeah, but, we are big fans of Robin Terry on the know. coaching cast. He's been on an episode. He is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't really want to know that I'm a dad. <laughs> so yeah, not so much. Well, fair enough. I tell you the one thing I'm not looking forward to over the festive season is I've got to get that flipping elf outcome on the first. Oh God, you're doing elf and on the shelf. Carried <laughs> him in various locations. Um, anyway, but that's. I could do a whole other episode on that. So let's not, let's, let's not, not get into that. Right. Cool. Okay. Let's get into it. So CB Wiz, as we have said, today's episode is a bit different because it's the holidays and we are getting into the festive spirit. So to kick us off with this special episode, we have our, the coaching cast advent calendar. <laughs> okay. So brace yourselves. (laughs) Behind each door is one of our favourite moments of the coaching cast from 2023. So Lisa, do you want to get going? Do you want to pick a number and see what is behind the door? Right, okay. So there's a number between 1 and 25, yeah? 24. 25. 24. 25. 25. 24, sorry. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with my lucky number, which is nine. Nine. Okay. What is behind right. door number nine? Door number nine. Do, 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 do. Okay, let's... Got it here. Let's have a little look. <laughs> okay, behind door number nine is when Susie... Uh, wore crystals down her top and you realized that this is something that I do and this was in episode 78 last month in October when we talked about emotional awareness at work so if you haven't listened to this episode (laughs) you're like what the hell are you talking about one of your favorite moments from what I gather then is when you found out that I like to put crystals down my top and actually they are in place this morning as I speak I have got some crystals down my top. That is true. So do you just wear them all the time now? Yeah, I pretty much do, actually. Yeah. What, one in each cup? Mm, no, I just put them down my top. Like, just, yeah, all three of them. They're only small. Oh, there's three. There's three. three. Did I know yeah. there's three? Okay. I just think this is hilarious. I think I learned something new about you every time <laughs> we record an episode <laughs> of The Coaching Cast. You are the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so... My favourite my favorite Christmas gift, isn't that what every Christmas gift should be? Never ending, that's you. Absolutely. You always come up with some, I mean, I'm going to say this now and it feels so apt. You always come up with a real gem, literally, these days. Love it. So, um, yeah, so they're only small, they're not heavy. Do you feel like you jangle? Do you jingle jangle? I do jingle jangle a little bit, yeah. And sometimes I've, like, 
had it where I've been walking around and one just like falls out and I'm like oh there's my crystal like I need to just... I don't wear them out the house I tend to wear them just oh. in the house I mean the CB is that people who listen to it think I'm absolutely nuts um yeah I'm quite into crystals and energy and things like that so I that's why I do it um cool. which which you know. particular minerals do you have knocking about in there at the moment <laughs> <laughs> I've got some amethyst in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good old um, amethyst. Got some rose quartz in there. Oh, that's a stunner. I love yeah, a rose absolutely. quartz. Absolutely. And I've got a blue one. I can't remember what the blue one is. Um, but yeah, they they're the three. They bit of lapis lapis lazuli. Is that a blue one? Um, maybe, yeah. Is it lapis lazuli that's blue? Yeah. I mean, I should know this sort of thing. I got one of my godparents was really into healing crystal healing especially yeah and when I was a child I suffered really horrendously with migraines and she used to tuck certain crystals under my pillow when I was having a migraine now I'm not gonna lie as a 10 year old or a nine year old I was quite a lot younger I think actually when you're in the deep throes of agony someone's shoving a pebble under your pillow doesn't really feel like the reassuring care and solution that you're really imagining at that point as well as the fact that she was obsessed with lavender and lavender to this day the smell of it makes me want to oh yeah hell. I'm not keen on um smell. so it used to be like I'd be lying writhing in pain thinking my head was about to explode and you know what it's like when you're a kid pain is on another level when you're a kid because it's just it feels bigger than you yeah so um yeah having some you know my godparent who you know bless her I'm very fond of her but shoving a rock under my pillow and scattering lavender all over me it didn't surprisingly unfortunately it didn't fix the migraine so let's just put it down to the fact that maybe there was more power in the migraine and the the little pebble couldn't counteract it but I like I like the theory I like the theory and not so much I like the fact that we could probably pick you up and shake you and you would jingle jangle I would jingle jangle and like lots of little like stones would fall out anyway that's quite there's quite an image for you and listen when it comes to my physical health I need all the help I can get I know I like the fact that you try anything I'm try anything at this point (laughs) anyway right right okay Okay. cool that was number nine now yeah you pick one okay I'm gonna go with Mm, okay I'm gonna go with number 18 cool okay um I don't what know is why. behind door number 18 oh <gasps> uh, it's a good one okay and I know this is a favorite moment for both of us as well okay Okay. so listeners this is when we did our episode and live event with nathan whitbread oh yes on neurodiversity at work which was back in march oh my goodness that feels like it was literally like last week um that was season seven episode six um and it was our special episode we did with um with nathan on neurodiversity at work and then we subsequently did a live event well lisa did a live event with him in the summer because i wasn't very well you weren't very well no um but oh my goodness me i absolutely adore nathan and i adored this episode i'll tell you why i adored it so much i think because this is a topic which rightly so has kind of had a lot of focus and has kind of risen in people wanting to understand more. And I include myself in that actually. And our conversation with Nathan, I learned a huge amount about neurodiversity, mm. how that can um, come through in the workplace. And he shared some really interesting hints and tips 
gifts. He talked about some of his own experiences as well. And I know that came through in the live event in particular. Um, I adored this episode. I, I really, really enjoyed it um, and the subject and also him as well. I found him incredibly interesting and engaging. Um, Lisa, what were your thoughts? Why was this one of your kind of top moments? Because I know it is. Uh, I think for many of the reasons that you've said, but I think like having all of our guests on, I guess, it's what you learn through having them join and their expertise and their insights and their experiences. And I think Nathan is a really humble, down-to-earth, very genuine individual. So I'm always naturally drawn to those sorts anyway, but I think how he explained neurodiversity and what it means and how it comes to life and some of the challenges and how we can all be much more I think you know open-minded and appreciative of one another and not to mention the fact that like I think too often those who are classified as neurodivergent have been mislabeled as less than or awkward or difficult or different and there's this always I think sense of not being capable when actually the opposite is true of all of those things and I think that's becoming more and more accepted and recognized now especially with those neurodiverse traits like dyslexia because so many of our most incredible entrepreneurs and innovators are dyslexic yeah um and I'd like to hope that we're moving more in that space of understanding and acceptance and appreciation for the other neurodiverse diverse traits as well but I do think having Nathan join us and sharing his story and his perspective and his work that he's doing as the neurodivergent coach was really insightful and just really opened up a very important conversation and I think those are the sorts of conversations we should always be having to raise our awareness and educate ourselves and help us to connect with one another better because I think really the the message from Nathan was we're actually all different everyone's unique and it should be about how do we accommodate all of that whether you're neurodiverse or not. And I think what, I mean, even what he was saying was actually technically we're all neurodiverse because of how we all think um, differently and behave differently. So no, it was really, it was a really great episode and the event was brilliant. And it was so great having all of you who attended on that event, joining us and adding to the conversation, sharing your own experiences of neurodiversity, whether you were a neurodivergent yourself or not. Um, So no, it was really brilliant. I loved that episode. Yeah, I did as well. Thanks, Nathan, for coming on. Thank you so much, Nathan. You're always welcome back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, right. Let's go again then. Okay. One more number, please. One more number. Um, I'm going to go with... What number should I go with? Let's go with 14. 14. Okay. Right. Let me find the 14. And open this up. (laughs) Okay. You'll see why I'm laughing in a second. Okay, number 14 is learning that I 
own and have a walking pole and that was the episode back in March on self-sabotage uh season seven episode five I'm giving you like you said I'm like the gift that keeps on giving you are yeah I mean there's been so many shockers from you this year this is another hilarious one I'm like I, I take the mick out of people for having walking poles um but at least they are of an age range where it feels like it may be a great safety decision. But you're in your 30s and you have a walking pole. Well, mine is a safety decision, I'll be <laughs> honest. It's because I don't like walking down um, slopes. So if you go out, if I go out on a walk, and I do love going for walks and like being in nature and stuff, but I just, I'm not very good at walking down a slope, like a gradient you know like what are we talking about here because you don't hike like you don't like climbing mountains or even steep hills so I literally envisage you going down what I would classify as like (laughs) a mound or a hump with a walking stick to stop you from falling over because you get such bad vertigo on like the lowest gradient that's possible (laughs) well I took like right I'll bring this to life for you so when I went for um a walk in Macclesfield Forest, which I did with my husband. Now that is a story I don't know if I've brought to the coaching cast. I need to remember that next time we do an episode. <laughs> right. That's coming up for the next episode in the new year, clearly. Let's start January with that story. But anyway, Macclesfield Forest is beautiful, but it's like rocky terrain. Like it's, you know, that's where I use my walking, utilize my walking pole, rocky terrain when it's like downhill and it's not like a path, a well-trodden path. Cause we don't like walk the obvious path when I go walking my husband because that's boring we have to go like off the beaten track that's when I use my walking pole is in that moment realistically though is the walking pole going to do when you're going if you started to slip it's in my mind it's in my mind okay fine so it It gives you some sort of like my balance in my mind oh yeah it's not going to physically do anything for me it's all about in my mind I can just literally see you slightly slipping and then swinging off this (laughs) (laughs) but you and I met up at Delamere last year it was Delamere Forest yeah it was Cheshire wasn't it last year right yeah there were some slopes then you didn't have your walking no the walking pole wouldn't come out with Delamere because I'd be like I've got this that's fine it's pretty much flat it's if you know I go on a random I don't know, like uncategorized hike where <laughs> it's got the you know opportunity for there to be gra- like yeah, I can't really describe. So when you that. come and visit me in Cape Town, there's zero chance of getting you up Table Mountain, isn't there? <laughs> I'd be bringing my walking pole, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think you can get on the plane. <laughs> they wouldn't let it through security. It'd be classified as a lethal weapon in South Africa. Well, I'd be buying one on Amazon and sending it to you. Let's put it like that way. Right. Like, I'm, tell- I'm telling you now, the postal service in South Africa doesn't <laughs> exist. We'll have to just buy you one when All we're right. in South Africa. All right, I'll do the walk without my walking pole. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, don't worry, because I don't come down again on Table Mountain. I climb Table Mountain and then I get the cable car down after a pint of beer in the bar. Okay. So don't you worry. Okay. Right. That's what we're talking about. It's anyway, fine. yeah. Okay, right. Again, another classic from you this Classic this year. You've had loads, right? I know. Oh, my gosh. CB was thinking, like, who is (laughs) Susie? I mean, yeah, I think we'll be on that anyway now. That's fine. Okay, right. I'm going to go next. I'm going to go with number 23. Cool. 23. Okay. What is that? Is it another Susie? 
Oh my God, it is another Susie thing. Oh, this is my other favourite one. Actually, I've nearly stopped being friends with you for this, I think, because it's the one I think it is. <laughs> Honestly, this is not, like, this is actually, like, accidental. Like, this is it's not... It's the Susie Christmas special. Because <laughs> I am literally... <laughs> <laughs> not seeing any good benefits from this right it's a learning that Susie doesn't like sourdough yeah I mean come on I knew this is it this is like a travesty I still haven't got over this I'm still reeling yeah that's true what is your bread of choice then if so if you haven't joined the like you know woke society like I'm in where we now just eat avocado and sourdough like daily obviously what do you eat as a bread type then and do you just not eat sourdough what, what bread would you choose if I have the choice, um, I like a nice soft focaccia. Oh, for God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love focaccia as well, but what about for breakfast? You don't tell me you like crack open the rosemary sea salt focaccia for your eggs. No, <laughs> I would do just you? have sliced bread. Like, is that just, sliced bread? Just have a slice oh, God. Not like a loaf. What, like is a that Warburton? Not... Yeah, like a... Or a oh, harvest. Like... I yeah, mean, other brands fair. are available. Like... <laughs> I just, I like a seeded loaf. Yeah, a wholemeal oh, seeded loaf. Wholemeal seeded. Bloody hell, that's controversial. I know. Like, I'm really controversial in my bread choices. I like a granary, but I mean a wholemeal. Wholemeal is like, oh God. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather just have a white piece of bread and like clog up my arteries than waste it on a wholemeal loaf. Yeah. No, I do. I'm, maybe I'm just really boring in my bread choices. Well, no, clearly not, because you love a focaccia. That was the first I like a focaccia. I love focaccia as well. But I'm just not into a sourdough. And this is why I don't like a sourdough because I find it too crunchy. So if I had an avocado on toast... I would just spend all of it going, this is really too, like, it's too much of a chew. Like, it's too crunchy. That's why You I'm really are it. a nana. Like, that's the sort of thing my 90-year-old nan would come out with while she's holding on to her walking stick. I know. <laughs> that, And she's got some crystals down her top. That... Well, that's probably a step too far for my nan, to be honest. I don't think she'd go that far. But, yeah. Oh, I know. God. I am, literally. Hey, look, um, you do you. You're breaking boundaries over there. You're not following the mould of the... Uh, no. What are we are we gen we're millennials aren't we we're a millennial yeah you're not following the, uh, I'm a the millennial, millennial trail yes I'm a millennial as well actually Susie maybe when yes. I hit forty this late later this month no longer yeah. but I'm pretty certain I'm still a millennial I think it's based on the years you were born I'm a millennial yeah no it is so we are millennials so yeah you know guys follow me if you want some walking pole granary wholemeal seeded sliced fun I'm your person. With a few crystals added in for good measure. Anyway, oh gosh, I'm not coming out very well on this episode. <laughs> right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Okay. okay, one more, Lisa. Okay, let's go for three. Three, okay. Yeah. Hit me right. with three. Door number three. <gasps> oh, okay, this isn't related to me, thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> right, this is... um one from me actually I put this into my favorite moments and this was our episode back in April which was on storytelling at work season seven episode 10 so um I chose this episode because I am a massive fan of storytelling and I think Mm -hmm. we talked about this I talked about this in that particular episode which was around 
the power, the simplicity of it. Again, I'm quite a simple soul as we've uncovered through this episode. Um, so I find stories, storytelling really, really powerful, um, both in terms of listening and also when I use it in my work as well. So I use it a lot in my um, training. I use it quite a lot in my coaching as well. And I just love the power of storytelling. When we talked in this episode about um, the power of it, the use of it. I also shared somebody I work with who is very, very good at storytelling and they still are captivating in their storytelling abilities. I think we even started this episode off telling a story, which again, didn't put me in great light, which was about when I went to soft play. If you want to know about that particular story, go and listen to the episode. It's from April this year. You'll find it in our back catalogue. I think it's called the lesson of the story is don't go to soft play. It is, I think that yes. is what it's called. Yeah, you it should definitely is. listen to it. For another yeah. gem from Susie this year. Another gem. He's had a solid year. <laughs> <laughs> solid. Absolutely solid. There's been some crackers. Right. What are you going to bring out next year? You're in the oh, now. I've peaked. <laughs> You've peaked, yeah. I think you might have. No, I'm joking. No, There's I, still I more to come. Still sure. Um, that's, that's yes. Cool. So yeah, that was why I chose that episode. I love that episode. I love the topic and just reflecting on the power of storytelling. So yeah, go and check that one out. Okay. So um, they are our advent doors that we've chosen Brilliant. on our, the coaching cast calendar. Um, yeah, I feel like I might regret this um feature, but anyway, let's let's <laughs> move swiftly, swiftly on. <laughs> so on each episode of the coaching cast we feature bullshit bingo this is where all of you who listen to the show will know that we call out work phrases that make you us all of us collectively cringe and today is no exception as it is our festive special we're doing our favorite bullshit bingos from 2023 so Suze, go What's your favourite bullshit bingo so far? All right, I'm just going to go straight in with the one I've chosen. There were a few in the mix. I have gone with... Headwinds. I don't know what. For some reason, I had this instinct you were going to go with headwinds. That's because we're just, you know, so connected. Um, Headwinds was a good one, to be fair. I mean, I still can't imagine it in a work context and now if anyone ever said it to me I think I'd laugh out loud it just sounds so ridiculous it's so dramatic headwinds so dramatic um again I love like I've realized that when it comes to bullshit bingos right the more like abstract the more weird they are the more like where would you even use that in what context I adore them I'm like yes these are my favorite best bullshit it's like triage like I keep coming back to it but when would you ever use that? Like, if you don't work in a healthcare setting, like, you just <laughs> wouldn't. Like, it's just bizarre. So anyway, that's why I chose Headwinds because I just adore it again. Love it. It's good. Just so bizarre. It is a good one. Okay, so you've picked Headwinds. I've chosen. Let's car park this. Oh, classic. Because classic. It's just so reminiscent of my experience working in corporate and literally having a car park on a whiteboard where we used to shovel the stuff to hold 
and come back to in inverted commas let's be quite frank we were just shit and we just weren't up front with one another to say it was a crap idea <laughs> and we never did no we never went back to it <laughs> it never pi- saw the light of day again no that piece of flipped up paper like i'm sure everyone will agree who listens to this whatever happens there is a flip chart paper graveyard that sits <laughs> collectively i'm sure in business parks across the country who still have working offices that people go into if people still even use bloody flip chart paper doesn't everyone love a virtual whiteboard now or something fancy yeah anyway yeah flip charts i mean the power of holding that pen and flipping over that piece of paper love it not to mention the fact that there's nothing more like I think there's nothing more of an indicator of progress and productivity than multiple pieces of flip chart paper. You know, you want to come out of one of those meetings where you've been for like probably three hours when half an hour would have done it with like a huge roll of multiple sheets of flip chart paper and everyone looking at you like, what productive session. One of those was your car park that was full of stuff that like Greg offered that shit because Greg never knew how to offer a good idea and that would never see the light of day again. I think I always took control of those flip chart pieces of paper. The amount of them I used to just walk around like some sort of like budding uh, architect, you know, like in the 80s, like budding Yes, rolled up under your arm. Like, yeah. look at me and how productive I am. Yeah. I mean, I love a flip chart. If you ever come to a workshop run by Susie, you will leave with multiple yeah, quite. flip chart papers. Brilliant. But, like the car park situation yeah love it you know it's a classic phrase let's yeah let's car park this and I mean like you know I'd go as far as to say I think I have my own set of uh pens especially for (laughs) my flip chart work amazing Amazing. I'd I'd be the one took responsibility of transferring over into some sort of like digital format put it in a pack I think the car park actually used to like feature in that but just to placate Greg so that he felt like he'd been understood (laughs) But oh, like, poor Greg. I feel like Greg's being victimized here. We don't even know who Greg is. But anyway, there we go. The so they're our favorite bullshit bingos of the year. <laughs> now, ordinarily, we would select one to crown our Christmas tree. But we're going to do something a bit different this year. We really want your help to crown our bullshit bingo Christmas tree. So look out on our Instagram account, which is at the underscore coaching underscore cast where we will be running a poll over the coming weeks to capture your favourite bullshit bingo of 2023. And we will select the leading favourite to be our star for our tree. So keep an eye out on our Instagram account, on our stories, and take your vote when you see the post. And let's let's crown this Christmas tree of ours. We are coming to the end of this special episode and we hope you've we've got you into the festive mood, although my sleigh bells haven't worked, so mm, maybe not. <laughs> I don't it's know gone why. really well, hasn't it, for me, this episode. <laughs> anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, check out our Christmas party episode from last year, 2022, and all the other episodes we've mentioned today. They are available to listen to wherever you get your podcasts. CBBs, we know you are really busy, but it would mean the world to us if you could give us a little holiday gift by rating, reviewing and subscribing to the coaching cast wherever you listen. It helps the podcast more than you know, and it means you also don't have to worry about remembering to download it either. 
So we always finish our episodes of the coaching cast with a song to get you in the mood for the day ahead. So as it is our Christmas special today, our own little Christmas office party, we're going to conclude today's episode with our favourite Christmas songs, obviously. So I have chosen for today a very special Christmas song for me. I remember this so vividly when it came out. I remember the video. I remember everything. And I still love it. And that is Spice Girls, When Two Become One. Oh, it's such a classic tune. I I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Absolutely. And I have chosen Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea. Again, I absolutely love it. It's a classic banger of a tune. Um, and I will be driving south this year for Christmas. So it's also very literal for me. I will oh, be driving home. So lovely. yeah, I love it. It's one of my most favourite festive fun tunes. So get it on. If you're working now and you're listening to this or you're on your dog walk or whatever, you know, listen to the end, obviously, and then whack it on. And get, <laughs> you know, get some festive tunes on. <laughs> Followed by Do Become One. Because <laughs> what surely can be better than following Chris Rear with that? So we will be back with another brand new episode of The Coaching Cast in January, featuring this time a very special guest. We are welcoming Charlotte Holroyd from Creative Wilderness to the show, who will be sharing her inspiring purpose-driven story of business freedom with us, which should be really interesting. Mm, Yeah, it's going to be a great episode for January when we're all feeling a little bit blue, maybe a little bit like "Mm, it's January. It's grey. It's dark. Summer feels a really long way away. Um, This is going to be an incredibly inspiring story. So make sure you uh, download and tune into that episode in January. (laughs) So thanks for listening, CBBs. Happy holidays. And remember, you've got this. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,